Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, a podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart. I'm joined by the sometimes official second banana of the show. It's host of the Jimmy James Game Show, Evan Munro-Smith. Hey! Welcome to the show, Evan. I'm so stoked to be... Probably, I reckon I'm, we're welcoming in our most requested guest. Uh, he's joining us back at the Monkey House. It's comedian and grub podcaster, Ben Russell. Hello, what a beautiful time and place it is to be with you two beautiful boys. It's so good to be here with you, you know, (laughs) in terms of being on the earth together. We're not in the same Mm. place, Mm. per se, or per Mm. se. Hey, Mm -hmm. it's April. How's your April been, Ben? Uh, April's been fine. I have to say that it started quite, you know, busy. Yep. And this uh, towards the end, I've gotten a little bit, uh, you know, done everything, and now it's sort of tapered off just a bit. But um, you know, I'm doing I'm doing okay other than that. Do you get Have you got up to many AP sort of uh, activities for April? Cel- do you celebrate by dressing as an ape or anything like that? I have not dressed like an ape, um, but I do enjoy uh, sometimes. I'm, I get in the shower and I I put my arms up like a like a little gib like a little sloth yep <laughs> that wants to get washed okay well I mean sloths you're jumping out of the primate family but that's fine um, in a way they're primate adjacent we're all god's creatures wait, they're not all. primates no sloths that, not primates uh, yeah that, that surprised me as well gibbons you were, really? you're in the right yeah, territory gibbons, early I enjoy walking yeah. Sometimes I do a little game like I walk like a chimp. Yeah. Like this? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hands up. That's fun. Hands up like yeah. a chimp. Hands up. <laughs> Love that. So I enjoy that little that little game. Um that but that's about it. That's a, that's a I mean, we're technically everything that I do is a primate activity because I mean, we as you are you and Evan are well aware that humans are 
the deadliest primate yeah. of all. The Evan best. actually, Evan thinks humans are the best primates. What do you think about that? Yeah. I don't think so. I disagree as well. I think if anything, uh, humans are probably the real animals in this scenario. I think if uh, the pandemic has, t- pandemic has taught us anything when it comes to humans and the earth, that we are in fact the virus. <laughs> you ever think about that? I hadn't. That that rings true to me. Yeah. <laughs> I say, Evan, you're still on board with humans as the best primates. Yes, mm. absolutely. Also a great ape as well, the <clears throat> human, which I forget. And then I feel so proud when I remember we're great apes. It's interesting now that, uh, you know, because of the social isolation and humans not being around as much, that wild Evans have started to return... <laughs> <laughs> to their natural habitats, yeah. To their natural habitats, which Nature's is healing. Um, which is Scorp Tech uh, retail <laughs> stores. <laughs> I haven't been to a Scorp Tech retail store, although I, last week I did go to a, a uh, Centercom. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking? What do those He's words mean? Computer shops. <laughs> computer, computer shops. <laughs> <laughs> Scorp Tech. That sounds like a joke place. It's short for Scorpion Technology. It's Which still, it does not make it any better. <laughs> Either way, it sounds like a, a Bond villain's headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah, right. Mm. To be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing... I don't like buying computer parts unless they're hardcore. <laughs> you got to keep away the noobs. Oh, yeah, yeah you got to keep away those noobs. People like you. Me? Matt. Oh. Yes. What, I'm a noob? I had a Super Nintendo back in the <laughs> Matt, 90s. Listen, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but... You are a noob, and, some, and that's okay. What? You're a noob and a rube. <laughs> no. I heard... Yeah. Noob and rube. Okay, can I just have a noob and rube? And they give you a, a Matt Stewart. <laughs> you have a noob and rube to go? Get it to go, please. Noob and rube for a go. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from this noob and rube stuff, which is gibber. It doesn't make any sense anyway, because yeah, I'm not real. a noob or a rube. Yeah, but you are a flippity gibbet. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll cop that. I'll cop flippity gibbet <laughs> from you, but no rube, no noob. Mm, mm. Today we're talking about, so it's April, obviously the biggest ape month of the calendar. And mm-hmm. uh, to celebrate here at Primates, we've been going through the five most requested ape topics of all time. Most mm. requested, most voted for. And this is the number one ape wow. uh, most voted for ape topic. That's why I got two of the a- apologists in. Uh, and the topic is the 1968 original Planet of the Apes film. Mm. Yeah, and you, you've now the the film that gave birth to all of those sequels. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is this true? Because um, I plus heard, the reboot. I heard someone say that if it wasn't for the original Planet of the Apes, uh, the reboot series would never have even happened. Uh yeah, we do have to thank the original Planet of the Apes for the reboot. I mean, I don't know what that movie would have been. If not for the Planet of the Apes, yeah, it might have been Planet of the Ducks or Planet of the Crazy Squirrels or something. Imagine something, that, you know. and that just sounds stupid. I have a question. Yeah, I could have looked this up. I could still do that. Um, is it was it based on a, anything? It was based on a French novel, okay. called Monkey World or something like that. Right, Le Sage World. <laughs> That's I mean because that is oh La, La Planète de Singes. Oh, de Singes. De Singes. Okay. La Planète de Singes. Okay, you already because said it. Because <laughs> as we as I have already said, <laughs> the French ha, Singe is monkey and ape. So right. Singe is oh. it's just one thing. Yeah. 
They don't have oh, a. They, they don't, don't differentiate. Wow. No, it's fucking wrong. That's, That's wrong. one thing that the French the French have done so much right. Yeah. But they've done a lot of wrong, mm. and that includes their colonial expansion. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, bombing um, of uh, nuclear testing at uh, that Ayatollah. Bikini Atoll. Bikini yep. Atoll. Not the Ayatollah. And is it Bikini Atoll? No. No, it's something that, Atoll, that was Americans. Though. Yeah. Was, that was the one. Something happened in my lifetime where the French bl- bl- yeah, bombed yeah, yeah. an Atoll. And I didn't really. There's no way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. No way of knowing. Who knew? Um, but this is the film that gave birth to Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Battle of the Planet of the Apes, as well as the Planet of the Apes TV series and the Planet of the Apes animated series, as well as the Planet of the Apes uh, uh, Tim Burton oh, yeah. film, which is almost yeah. in a, like a standalone... They, he does... A completely different sort of twist on it. Yeah, because the new, the current sort of reboot isn't. Is that how related is that to the Tim Burton one? No, 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 not, not at all. all. It's it like was Tim a- Burton. The Tim Burton one is considered completely non-canon because it is so terrible. <laughs> I also because I was also curious because I haven't seen the Tim Burton one. If the if he changed anything narratively, like plot-wise, is it kind of the same? Kind of, he kind of reframes it in terms of the way that he gets there. Right. He gets there with a wormhole. The special effects is some of the worst special effects you'll ever see. Um, and they went with makeup rather than CGI and balls, ball costumes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No ball games. Um, which, you know, I think the C- the makeup is actually amazing in it um, with Tim Roth in there. But, I mean, we're getting mm. into the ourselves. We're in the, we're yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, we? I read a review about it earlier today that, Tim Burton one actually I saw it as, as a high school excursion at the cinemas <laughs> wow um, but it's not it's a film <laughs> <laughs> but yeah apparently the reviewer said uh, that the first half an hour or so was really good and then it all fell apart a bit yeah it really fell apart and he goes back he goes they managed to launch him back and he goes even further into the future where there's an Abraham yeah. Lincoln. So they wanted they the studio what? really pushed hard for a big twist like the end of the uh, Planet yeah. of the Apes original and what they came up with was uh you know the big Abraham Lincoln sitting on a chair statue which is important yes. in America. Yeah. They it's called changed. the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're more efficient with words over there. <laughs> I would have called it Abraham Lincoln sitting on a chair and the concrete <laughs> and he's sort of looking out in the distance and you can go there if you want a statue. But, yeah, they went a different direction. Um, so, in, uh, yeah, they changed that to an ape man, Lincoln. So and somehow the past had changed so that apes had lived the exact same past as humans. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so people, people laughed in the cinemas, I think. Yeah, oh, it is <laughs> terrible. I think that movie is a huge piece of shit. Yeah. I think that is the beginning of the, like, I think that that film, sure, you could probably cite ones beforehand, but for Tim Burton, that was the Emperor's new clothes moment for Tim Burton where people were like, hang on. Maybe right. he's not a genius. Maybe, <laughs> maybe everything he does is not amazing. Right. Um, you know, and I, it definitely was for me because I, I think, I just remember... Think I couldn't even get through it. Right. I did. Uh, I did some. I skimmed some reading about it, and um, 
they said that that whole production was massively rushed apparently like the Tim Burton wasn't happy with it I think it's just one of these things that like the the studios decide they want to make this film put you know a big name director in charge and and say all right have it done in you know 12 months or 18 months what you know whatever it is and then there's it's just such a shit process that no one's mm. happy in the end and it bombs and it's like well that was a fucking waste of money wasn't it right yeah, but it because was, it really because it sucked so much it meant that uh there was only another 10 years before they restarted again <laughs> with an awesome trilogy so in a way i guess it was a necessary thing yeah and the fact that it was it stunk up that franchise so much that they let it rest and just chill out a little bit longer. Yeah, because maybe if it was like time to cook, if if it was like 20% better, maybe they would have like followed it with a sequel or something. Like maybe that would have started its own. Well, uh, it was supposed to, yeah, it was supposed to go in. I think they wrote, yeah, some more stuff, find out more about Monkey Abe Lincoln, yeah, find out more about Monkey Abe Ape Lincoln, yes, Ape Ape Abraham Lincoln, (laughs) Lincoln. Yeah, so anyway, this isn't the film we're talking about, though. No. no maybe, we're talking about the 1968 classic. So in a few, the, after a few more episodes, Ben, uh, Primates is going to be going on hiatus for a while, but maybe maybe one day we'll come back and go through some of these other Planet of the Apes films down in the future. Would you be um, able to watch that Planet of the Apes re- Tim Burton uh, reboot? I honestly <laughs> for can't a podcast? <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'd have to. I would like to do like a watch along yeah. where we watch and make fun of it as it's going. Yeah, okay, that sounds fun. I would love to watch like the uh, other original uh, sequels and prequels. But anyway, we should start with the one that kicked it all off: uh, 1968's Planet of the Apes. The sequels to the '68 movie. Now they get fucking crazy. I don't know. I mean, they make. Tim Burton's twist seem like chill. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they're, but they're quite good, right? I've, I've, no. I've, I mean, oh. they're, no. <laughs> no they're, they're like, there's that period, sort of late 60s, early 70s and onwards, where all these kind of films were had this weird psychedelic fucked up thing going on. Everyone went to this kind of Jodorowsky style surrealist vibe to it and, and they start to get that that into them which is funny for and some people fucked in up shit a- happens in it right alright well I can I've got an article that ranks all the Planet of the Apes that have been out I can do that after mm. we talk about this film I'll, maybe I'll count them down see how much you agree with it because it sounds like you've seen most of these films I have but I imp- try and get me to remember any of the sequels and you'd be sorely disappointed okay. because they're just, they're so they're like in those sixties films, I feel like these, all these films, they're pacing. I think, you know, filmmaking has changed and attention spans have changed and the pacing in these films is just crazy. I, I haven't, I thought I'd seen this original before, but watching it last night, I'm, I'm not sure if I had anymore. I, all I could remember was the like the second um, section. What do you call it in cinema? Yeah. Act two. Act two. Act two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I call it sections, but that's yeah. sort of. Yeah. I've come up with my own language. Because you're a maverick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't care about the rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I only remembered the se- the middle section where he was sort of a prisoner in the zoo. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, right, that's I really enjoyed The second film. act is where this movie really heats up. Yeah. The first act is all just real, just set up and getting to it and figuring out where we are. Yeah, but I kind of enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed it. So it starts off... I'll, I'll read one of these uh, little synopses, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. This one's pretty short on commonsensemedia.org. They tell it like it is. Common sense, uh, logic. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're for... I don't. I think it's for people who don't want to see a movie and and um, be shocked by anything. So you come here to Common Sense Media, and they'll say, "Hey, by the way, there is some language in this one, actually. So be careful oh, of that." Right. Okay. Uh, it says, "What's the story?" In Planet of the Apes, four astronauts travel at the speed of light, hoping to explore new galaxies. They suddenly. W- I mean, this is, doesn't even tell it all that accurately they suddenly wake up from stasis to find themselves crashing on a planet with sustainable with sustainable atmosphere mm. the only survivor taylor played by charlton heston discovers a race of intelligent apes and winds Sorry up if I their to stop you right there he's not the only yeah that survivor. is that yeah is that's right so i mean firstly i think it's three astronauts i'm pretty sure three survive uh yeah. Stuart isn't the female character Stuart, and she dies but i'm pretty sure yeah. they said she was there to as like the eve of the at some point they mentioned. Yeah, I picked up on that as well. Um, that she, yeah, she I, was sh- the eve to the three dudes. Yeah, yeah. That, what a weird system they've gone with. I, yeah, I yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. I don't know whether she was yeah supposed to be an astronaut or whether she was just just there to repopulate. Uh, wouldn't it, if you're going to do that? Wouldn't it make more sense to have three women and one man? Because the man can have three surely. pregnancies at the same time. Yeah. But this is the 60s we're talking about. I'm, I've been watching Mad Men at the moment and, oh boy, they do not, they did, the, the 60s did not like women. Isn't that weird? Because it's like the summer of love and like swinging 60s. I thought it was all about people power and flowers and stuff. Nah. <laughs> if you're a hippie, Charlton, maybe. Yeah, and Charlton Heston, Heston was no fucking hippie no he was a square as they come right and he, cha- he but he started out i read a bit about his political activism last night as well in one of the quieter parts of the movie oh <laughs> 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 uh, uh, because the pacing is off the wall yeah it's, 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 a, slow a, yeah, it's a slow slow start so a bit, but he started out being kind of on the progressive side of politics and then slowly or quickly moved over about halfway into his life he switched over to conservative which is kind of an interesting yeah, right. way of going about it. I wonder why that is. Why do older people just is there are we doomed to you know all of a sudden I'm going to wake up and I'm going to really enjoy Studio Turn and Joe Hildebrand and think that he's got really good ideas. Maybe I'd be like, hey, you know what? You know, you know what? Maybe the all of a sudden you wake up, you're 55, and you're like, you know, Hitler did a lot for the autobahn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'll go. I don't know if that will happen. <laughs> but I think maybe you won't think that about Joe Hildebrand because you've got a personal beef with him. But maybe I do have personal beef with him. Maybe the next guy who comes along, you'll wake up and you'll go, hey, yeah, maybe he's because what Charlton Heston said, he saw uh, he he would. Um, and I don't know heaps about American politics, but the, he um, campaigned for a few Democrat presidential candidates. And mm-hmm. then one day he was driving along and he saw a billboard with a, I'm thinking it was a Republican presidential candidate, and it just said something like, you know in your heart that I'm right. <laughs> and Heston apparently said, you know what? God damn it, he's right. <laughs> and that was what converted him 
Jesus. to a, become a Republican. Amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's good marketing. He also liked guns, right? Well, early guns. on, he was apparently he was sort of protesting. A, uh, he was talking about gun reform, right? But then later on, he he went the other way. Anyway, I've only breezed an article about this, so shouldn't get into it too much. But you're right, Ben. Uh, this synopsis I mean, it's, was already off track when it said um, only one survivor because three survived. Mm. I mean, sooner or later, I think. Sorry, just to get back to that, you 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 either die a hero or you turn into a conservative yeah well, isn't it like- it's just like it's just, i mean you think about like the thing that should sort of shot charlton heston back up into the spotlight was uh michael moore yeah i think bowling for coleman might and, be the only other film i've seen with him in it uh. and now michael moore has done this weird thing about green energy and how bad it is right apparently really which i don't really understand yeah apparently he's done this new documentary that's like green energy is bad (laughs) okay that's interesting yeah it's weird i don't have the full story on that one but it's interesting to see how that pendulum sort of shifts we're getting into a completely different topic but it's very interesting they do talk about how people uh as you get older you've got more stuff to protect so you've maybe you've had kids uh, you're getting older, you don't feel uh, as invincible anymore. So that, that might be why you feel like but you want to have that would... more protection, more conservative ideas about... I understand the protection, but, I mean, you you should have lived far, you know, long enough to realise that conservatism it doesn't, is usually just the pathway to hate. Are you getting political... <laughs> Uh, maybe a little bit because you know <laughs> I've got a few fair few Trump heads and Ma- MAGA hat uh, wearing oh, really? yeah. listeners, and I reckon they're going to have steam coming out their ears right now. <laughs> well, I mean they'll be too busy injecting disinfected into their brains. So, <laughs> and I say good luck to him. Um, actually, he was being sarcastic. So he was um, joking, Ben. Obviously, w- oh really? He was joking. That's weird. <laughs> I thought I wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think I read um, a while ago, and I don't think it was even his quote. He was quoting someone else, but conservative columnist columnist Andrew Mm. Bolt in Australia wrote uh, ages ago something like, um, if you're young and you're not progressive, you don't have a heart. If you're older and not conservative, you don't have a head. Mm. Does that play into this at all? I think if I if I turn, you know, fifty, if I get into my sixties, and all of a sudden I'm agreeing with Andrew Bold, I'm going to take off all my clothes. I'm going to walk into the sea. <laughs> but you won't. You won't do that. You'll say, "Geez, I was, geez, I was silly when I was younger, not agreeing with Andrew Bolt." No. Oh, geez, I was silly having humanity, <laughs> but I, yeah, I want- having a shred of decency and wanting to leave the earth in a better sort of place that i found it well you Fuck know you're using your heart there but maybe try using your head a little bit more. speaking of yeah. uh taking off your clothes and walking into the sea <laughs> they did do that uh they did do that <laughs> and it, they, they did do that and it got they got stolen their clothes got stolen by a bunch of hippies yeah well yeah. <laughs> there's so much going on in this film but they yeah we so, haven't quite got there yet. So, no. so okay. So, ah, oh, but I was enjoying this conversation about whatever Ben was talking about. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to learn. I still haven't picked a side. Who should I go for? Go with whatever. And there is no sides. It's just people that 
care about money and people that care about lives. That sounds like t- you've just made a dichotomy there. You're saying there aren't two sides, <laughs> and then you just said there's not sides. There's just these two there's sides. Not sides. There's just cunts and, uh, and there's 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 pussies and assholes. Okay, <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. Which one are you in that? <laughs> I think I'm a pussy, <laughs> but I'm also an asshole. So you're like, a- it's hard to tell because they're so close together. Yeah. To quote America, world police. Right. Yes. Where does the gooch come in to this? Uh, the gooch is the. I think I'm around the gooch yeah. area, to be honest. Yeah. And the gooch is what brings us together. That's right. That's why the gooch is so important. To be honest, I don't really know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <We've> been, <laughs> I have definitely lost my way. I'm flip flopping between, uh, you know, semantics. Yeah, honestly, this pandemic's done weird things to a lot of our brains. And yeah. uh, Ben sounds cooked right now. Well, I've spent a whole day in my home studio. Yeah, recording things. So you've done. I mean, you're the last thing. Just uh, you've been grubbing it up. I I have. People and should I, listen I, to the br- grub if you want to hear more cooked ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so they've crashed basically so he does a monologue it almost opens up with charlton heston doing a monologue about how mankind has lost its way and yes. kind has lost its way <laughs> he's i reckon oh. charlton heston is so good right off the bat in this <laughs> film i i couldn't figure him out i i messaged you two saying uh, halfway through i googled is charlton heston a good actor because i just wasn't <laughs> sure anymore i'm like he sort of seems like he is but then sometimes you're like what is he's going on he's it's quite yeah. you know it's very dramatic it's very it's kind of campy it's like but but it's oh, it's so good for this i think for this character he and is, stuff. I mean, back then, I feel again. It's earlier on in the cinematic acting. Acting was a little bit less natural, realist right. realism that it's going for now. It's a little bit more understood. He's he's a little bit more theater. Yeah, yeah. You know, back sure. those back when movies were still a little bit in the theater. We're talking Ben Hur. We're talking the Ten Commandments. Yeah, he you played know, a lot of big huge, characters, huge epic things that cost. You know, I think Ben Hur. Ben Hur was the biggest sh- movie. That had ever been made. I knew the phrase as a kid, bigger than Ben Hur, without knowing anything else about it. What? Yeah, there's in in Los Angeles. There's this thing that is. This is like a shopping place in uh, on the on the Strip, uh, on the Boulevard. Sunset Strip. We're talking. I think it's uh, Hollywood Boulevard, but it's like this good little like it's this big, huge sort of arch. I forgot the name. I apologize. But that's not from Ben Hur. That's from one of the movies afterwards that was huge, and they tried to emulate it and uh, built the this huge set, and they recreated it for this shopping area, and it's it's amazing. Oh, you cool. know, they mm. they actually built all these sets for for Ben Hur and all these, you know, huge, um, like working pieces. So many horses died on it. Really? Is, yeah. Probably on this film too. This is a modern say. day Melbourne. Cup oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah, this is the 60s. There's no child actor policies or animal policies. You're guaranteed that a lot of horses died. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, that's hyperbole, but I feel like it's pretty true back in the 60s. They were just like, this horse is hungry. Let's shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. The director was, was just Heston. aching for it. Ch- <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
God, I I want to wake up and shoot a horse. That's what they would do back in the 60s. They just shoot a horse and then womanize. Really? Um, and that, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. shrunk down. There. That used to be all of America. Now that's only in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. What happens in Vegas kill you know stays in vegas and then gets buried in the great horse <laughs> graveyard of nevada i know a guy who got to he paid to get a, a like an ak-47 and shoot a horse in vegas not a horse a what? car a car oh that's, <laughs> that's slightly better hey, but yeah, you, you get just, them confused you blow up cars and stuff you can have grenade yeah. launches that's and pretty stuff cool. i would love to do that <laughs> that's vegas baby that's your home country <laughs> ben some steam I mean, this is a thing about Charlton Heston and his sort of descent into that sort of gun-toting fanaticism, is that I am anti-gun, but, oh man, guns are so much fun, aren't they? <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. It's a, it's oh, a tricky. tight it's spot a tricky there. One. Well, that's the, it's a tight spot. I think halfway through his life, he figured out what the fun side was. Yeah, he knew he it was Maybe that's it. Maybe there's a heart in when you're young and then there's just fun when you're old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't everything be, you know, we're idealists until someone puts a big old Uzi in your hands and you go, all yeah. right, let's have a look. Uzis are actually quite a lot smaller than Damn it. one of the small, they're a submachine gun. Is that yeah. true? Well, there you go. Only a, a gamer or a psychopath <laughs> would know that. Which one am I? <laughs> so there's. I would even go so far as call it an automatic pistol. Oh, yeah, right. I, in my head, an Uzi would be huge. Nah, they're little. No, no, they're not like an AK forty-seven. Not like a right. Gotcha. It's a great name, Uzi. Yeah, it's yeah. an Uzi. Secret of the Mac Uzi. ten, Mac yeah. ten, Gat, Mac ten. That's a shaver. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's three. There's these three astronauts. They think they've travelled two thousand years odd into the future. Um, mm-hmm. They think they're they're on another planet. Where were they supposed to be going? I'm not sure. They were meant to be. Re- I thought they were meant to be <laughs> returning to Earth, but he, for some reason, thought they hadn't. No, they came from. No, no, no. It was a. It was a. Uh, basically, they were going to go to the speed of light. So this is the. This is the reason why. Spoiler alert: They end up in in time, because speed of light, time relative. You'll. You know. Yeah, right. So they weren't expecting... Time moves differently when you go to the speed of light. But hang on, hang on. No, but sh- no, they they brought the woman to start a new mm-hmm. population, right? They, they, because... They weren't expecting yeah. to wind up back at Earth. They were expecting right. to... But why was he... He was leaving... So the message that he was saying as he left was to the people of Earth. Yeah, like a log, I guess. Well, ha- Oh, so in case... So that message was meant to To transmit go. back, maybe. Right. There mm. were, they did talk about maybe a radio transmitter when they... Which explains maybe the sequel is what they send more people to into the future. But why, so why then did... No, I think the sequel is they end up trying to send him back. Yeah, because he's, in, he's in some of the sequels, Heston, isn't he? Yeah, in the first one at least, so, I remember. So but why I don't understand um, if, if they were going to another country, were they just thinking they were going to get lucky and land on another planet? planet so... <laughs> Uh, another planet where I, they could breathe and live and eat and everything. I don't really remember the that's that early setup. You guys just watched <laughs> I it. Watched didn't it last you? night. Uh, well, that's what, in my head. It's funny that I thought they were they thought they were returning to Earth. So they he makes this log where he says, "Hopefully, you've figured out to love one another and all this sort of stuff. You've lost your way." Mm. Yeah. And then he, uh, he's already put the other three to bed and then he injects himself mm-hmm. with something lies down 
Then enough time passes for them, the three men, to grow shortish beards. I'd say shortish like, beards, maybe which like is two, bizarre, three yeah. month long beards. Mm. But also the woman, she died and had decomposed quite a lot. It looked like well, her yeah, because her capsule or whatever had been cracked or something. Oh, I think I think right. maybe the seal the seal broke. Oh, I need to get roof seal in. Yeah, yeah. So she's um, yeah. I guess she's just a corpse because she's been lying there for two thousand years or something. Whereas yeah. they have only aged a few months or something, but they've they've travelled. Gotcha. Um, right. Two thousand right, right. years into the future. So they think they've they yeah. It's a it's a crash landing. They think they've um, they've wound up on some random planet. Um, and they, uh, you know, they, they land in the water, and they realize that you know it's breathable air and stuff. So they can they can go and, you know, they've got yeah. So they check that before they go out. They they crash land into the into water. Yeah. What the mm-hmm. scene? So the way they portray them going down was a lot of landscape shots, of what looked like sort of outback, I don't know, outback California or something. Yeah, I think it's the Grand Canyon. I Grand Canyon, where they filmed right. A lot of this. And like a lot of chung, 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 sort of sounds, yeah. like you know, like mm-hmm. old school modern sounds. Yeah, <laughs> that made sense. <laughs> and they go down, and then um, so the three living uh, astronauts, they they're you know panicking and trying to well not panicking, they're pretty chilled about it, but they're like yeah, they we're are down, chilled. we're leaking, we're taking on water. Check the odometer, probably not that, but one of those things, <laughs> the Geiger mm-hmm. counter or something, and um, and they realize that the air was breathable, so he said, pop the hatch. What I found amazing was that this spaceship that could fly through, you know, through thousands of light years would take on water. Surely it's waterproof. Yeah, I mean, surely, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, was, if it's it was a crash landing, a, but but it didn't. Yeah. I, as far as we know, it didn't hit anything before it hit the water. It just hit the water and then hmm. sank. Um, yeah, surely you'd want to. I mean, the when the capsule lands in the ocean after. You know, going up to the SS Internet uh, ISS, it doesn't just fill with water. Yeah, you'd think that. But anyway, I guess they needed to get them out quickly. Yeah, it and was the sixties. It was a different time. So they there was a to... bunch of points along the way that they needed to happen. I guess one of them was that his proof of coming from another planet was disappeared, and they did that we by hadn't, it sinking. We hadn't made it to the moon yet. No, that's what I realized that halfway yeah, through. So it came out in sixty-eight, so they hadn't made yeah. it to the moon. But they had made it to space, the Russians. They'd made it to space. And no, they'd the made it to space, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was a lot of diatribes from here. There was clearly a tension between Charlton Heston and uh, at least one of the other astronauts. Yeah. They they paddled their way out in a little life raft uh, ashore. And then um, Heston was having this argument with another guy who came along saying, you just want to, you're all here about ego and stuff like that. And then he laughed at him when he planted an American flag. That was amazing. Heston, like, Heston did this big theatrical head back laugh and then it zoomed in on It's like this a crash American zoom flag. on the flag. It was such a weird, <laughs> funny moment. Yeah. It made me laugh a lot. It made me laugh too. I, I don't know why he found it so funny. He's just laughing. He's like, <laughs> he, why, he was laughing because he's like, this is thousands of years in the future. America doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, planting the American flag. Planting the American <laughs> flag. He's like, you don't get it, mate. Yeah. Everyone, everything you know is dead. That flag doesn't yeah. mean anything anymore. So he was laughing at him for that reason. It was like he hated America, Charlton Heston. Well, it's a counterpoint, right? At the start, it's to show growth of character. Sure, yeah, sure. And his journey into knowing the truth. At first, he knows nothing. He believes in the United States and humanity. But that's not, that's not, Heston, that's not Heston planting the flag. That's Heston laughing at the man planting the flag. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the other guy who uh, we find out later gets uh, some sort of lobotomy. That guy. No, he gets stuffed. One of them. One of them does. Get yeah. stuffed. Yeah. Mm. Get stuffed. Um, yeah, one of them winds up in, in like the museum or something. Um, Not the um, guy. Yeah. The guy got shot. Uh, so, all right. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. We're getting ahead of ourselves. He's but... not the one who planned the flag, though. So the so um, they go for a walk, and they're they're trying to find you know anywhere with food or water. Yeah, like mm-hmm. drinkable water. So they land in salt water. I'm guessing. Yeah. So they yeah. end up finding a waterfall. They they find a plant at one stage, oh, and they're like, "Yes, life." But they just pull it out of the ground. Yeah, they all and they <laughs> the three of them cup it. Yeah, like well, I mean, it was alive, but you fucking killed it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they said and it's got said a few times I think in the film that if there's one there must be more yeah that's a theme so they were just so excited to find it and they kept going they found a waterfall all stripped down buck naked yeah and they needed it <laughs> this made no sense Although I reckon they would have swum in their their spacesuits probably because I think their spacesuits were probably yeah. quick, quick dry they were very eager to get yeah. get completely naked they need because they needed to get rid of all <laughs> anything that proved well, you that, know get get naked with the boys yeah you know, hey it's, not, it's all cool man um, it's all cool, dude. We're all good. Nut, nutty with the boys. Nutty, but yeah, I realize. Yeah, now you say that there there is a, a narrative reason that they needed to yeah. get rid of their um mm. their uh, space clo- space so and that, stuff. But, um, so other humans who look um kind of prehistoric humans come by and grab their stuff as they're swimming. Yeah, and um then they try they follow them and they all uh sort of like they're sort of getting around in a herd almost. Uh, and they're eating corn off the cob or something, and yep. mm-hmm. and one of them goes, "Oh, geez, this is this is no good." But Heston goes, "No, nah, this this is great. If this is the best they've got, we'll be running this planet within a few months." Yeah, he's instantly mm. thinking about taking over the planet. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of all these uh, other humans that seem yeah seem prehistoric that don't these speak. Fucking hippies. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll rule these people. So, but not very soon after that. Apes on horses come by and start just shooting yeah. at them. Yeah. Random. I didn't realize gorillas. I, I didn't know gorillas, before yes. watching the film that uh, that there were other humans in it. So that was kind of interesting. But yeah, you're like it's like it's slow paced at the start. It's like half an hour. It's more than half an hour into the film before you see any apes. I don't understand why the humans are m- mute. I think well in the later film series, it's explained by a pandemic, <sighs> and I think that is. It is talked uh, about briefly in this film. I thi- oh no! One but- of the one of the ape doctors says uh, that she doesn't. She's looked at, at all the bits and pieces and says man seems to have all the stuff needed to talk. I think the problem's in their brain. Yeah, it's nothing physiological. But yeah, in the new series, it's it's a virus that's done it. And, yeah, and maybe that's yeah. What well, it that's is. the new series. Yeah, I, but uh, yeah, maybe yeah. it's I, maybe it's in the original book. Maybe that goes into it more. Um, uh, I yeah I I don't yeah I haven't read the book don't don't read French but um they I, yeah you refuse I refuse it's weird because you speak it fluently I do yeah I do mm. I speak it I can read it I just choose not to <laughs> mm. fair enough so they're rounded up uh uh one of the astronauts who seems like the he's not the one in the argument the other guy just seems like a real smart guy he gets <laughs> he gets taken out shot in the chest I think he's dead yeah uh Heston. Runs a great race. Uh, he takes him. <laughs> mm. It takes him forever to take him down. They eventually take him down and collect him. Do they shoot him in the neck? He gets shot yeah. in the throat. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he gets shot in the. So throat. he like the perfect shot. And again, they need this because they 
he can't talk. They need him to yeah, not be able to talk. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how all this happens. It's pretty convenient, really, I guess. That... Yeah, because, I mean, like a millimetre at the other side, how do you get shot? It just grazes his neck, and that was enough to kill his voice box. Yeah, or but not least... enough to kill him. Yeah. It, it sort of knocks him down or whatever, and, and so they capture him. Um, but, it, yeah, of course, he, he can't talk, so they think he's just like all the other humans that are mute, and so he gets locked up, uh, I don't know, with all the others in this... What, what is it like a? I guess a prison. I guess or like I think a it's camp sort of. It's almost like a zoo. I think. Yeah. Uh, there's. They talk about a zoo, but I think I feel like it's a separate. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know. There's like a lot of these places look kind of similar, but they talk about a lab and they talk about yes. um, a zoo and it, there's a museum and then and then it's more of a place where it's they're being observed there. Yeah. By okay. ape scientists and one of them, um, uh, the main ape character. I can't remember her name. But she calls him Bright Eyes, which they yep. use in the new trilogy. The Bright Eyes thing gets used, which I, I didn't remember that from the original, which I thought was kind of cool. Nova. Nova as well right. is, is used in the in the reboot yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Is, is it Zira? Is that her name? Um, yeah, it might maybe? be Dr. Zira. So she, um, she, she takes a liking to Bright Eyes, Charlton Heston. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can, it looks like he understands us. He's almost trying to talk. Look, he's trying to talk. Yeah. The progressive scientist character who's, yeah. who's open-minded and, yeah. Uh, and then, and I thought it was going to be really anno- one of those annoying films where we it just never comes out that he can talk. I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> what made me think that is he wrote a message in the dirt and mm-hmm. the scientists were there looking at him but not reading it. I'm like, read the fucking message. Yeah. This proves he is who he says yeah, he is. Yeah. And mm. then uh, Nova, the woman who's been put into his... A cage to mate with she just rubbed it out before they could see it and it's like oh this is going to be one of those annoying films <laughs> where this yeah. the sane character is seen to be nuts and everyone and they're going to make me feel frustrated the whole time but not too long after that he did uh, get a note to the doctor yeah uh, and dr zayas comes in who's probably mm-hmm. the most famous one because of the simpsons dr zayas dr zayas yeah Ooh, I Dr. love Zayas. you, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really happen in the film, but uh, but the rest of the rest of the Simpsons <laughs> rendition was uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, there was. Have you ever the, heard of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> uh, the movie or the planet? It's <laughs> 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 oh, very good. Get how good that is. <laughs> they want you to play the human. It's the part I was born to play. I, was born to play. <laughs> uh, I love you, Doctor <laughs> Wow, this movie's this show's got everything. He's surprisingly like uh, the um uh what's his name um that guy Troy McClure. Yeah, Hartman. he's he, yeah he's surprised the the Troy McClure is surprisingly like. Charlton Heston yeah. it must be um, mm. you know in, inspired by that sort of it's just <laughs> yeah. that over voice. the top yeah the, the voice is kind of similar um, everything yeah every facial expression is huge a yeah. director now would be like can we just take it down a notch yeah. it reminds me of William Shatner and I just wonder if maybe that's what that's what acting was like in the 60s right. you're a leading man it and is. so you're that's just what it's like yeah absolutely it was very much bigger is better yeah because, I mean, a lot of the times, the shots, they can't get as close in. They can't focus as well. The cameras didn't pick up as much. Yeah. The lighting wasn't as good. Yeah, you had to play for the, the cheap were, seats. 
And you were performing in huge with huge sets, so you did actually yeah. have to be a lot bigger. Right. It's a different style of acting in cinema in general. This is a very brave and controversial thing to say, but <laughs> has evolved. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing is that people will still say that cinema used, you know, it used to be better. But I mean, that's probably it's often nostalgia. Age. But you talk about golden ages of cinema and that sort of stuff. Well, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It was. Oh yeah, just different. It was different. Yeah, it would be. It's hard to say whether it's been better. I mean, I think it's been better than. Uh, yeah. In the nineties, it was pretty good. Yeah, I've often thought that be- being in like Hollywood in the nineties would be just oh. amazing. It'd just be the best. <laughs> why is why is that? Why not now? Is there well, there was more money? Uh, I think I think now it's very much Marvel. It's right. very yeah, much superhero. Yeah, yeah. There's so much CGI. Like I think yeah. right, back then it was just like budgets were huge. Budgets are still huge, but it's it's just it would still be cool now, obviously, but. The yeah, not having not doing like green screen and and CGI for everything like they I think it went full on back for, then. For me, it's different. It's I think there's not a lot of room, as much rigor room for studios to take gambles on more independent films. I don't think there's as many independent films being made. It feels like people were taking more risks because they could. You know, everyone still saw movies and things like that. Right. People weren't streaming and doing these sorts of things but so a lot of that's now been taken now up the, by the streaming services right yeah and but now the studios yeah now the studios won't tv's taken up that that mantle right yeah now the studios will just sort of go like fox has will just do their big things they'll do their sort of lowest common denominator big bombastic cinematic experiences and they're great in you know to a degree but they don't do there's not a lot of I mean there's not a lot of big comedies anymore really is there they're all on Netflix but when was the last time you went to the cinema to see like a you know a Judd Apatow style comedy it's been so long yeah I, don't, I mm. can't can't remember but I haven't it's been ages right I would love to go see something no matter how bad or like <laughs> I think the last I would, comedy I saw at a cinema and it's probably it's not not really a um, strictly a comedy anyway is uh, Stan and Laurel no Laurel yeah oh, Stan yeah. and Stan Hardy and Laurel I'd say it's a biopic yeah it's more of a biopic about oh. comedians rather than a comedy it's just a nice mm. movie I'm trying to think because I, yeah I do see yeah, most of the Marvel ages, right? movies I'm part of the problem Oh, I am too. I love going to the movies, right? But it just seems like there's not as much. There still is, of course, but there's not as much sort of studios taking risks because they just simply can't do it. I think it's they've fallen on tough times. Is it is it possible will. that um your you two are just being nostalgic, like maybe older people are about the sixties? You're just talking oh, about possi- the nineties, and Absolutely. kids will be like, nah, is cinema's always- the best it's ever been right now." I mean, when we say nineties, we're talking about a period. Where, you know, there was probably rampant abuse happening in Hollywood. Sure. And, and I'm also... Were, is that what, and wait, is that what was, you're talking about? When you say, <laughs> Evan, compl- when you, say you no, want to go back no, to Hollywood? No, no, no. I, I should also clarify, and, I'm not talking... Hollywood was completely fine with it and being like, yeah, this is totally cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't... I'm not saying that films were better back then. I'm just saying they probably weren't. These aren't good films, but... 
but they were just like blockbusters, genuine right. blockbusters. That I'm thinking like Jurassic Park and stuff like that. Is there anything? Titanic. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing where it's like it's, you know, huge stars in huge sets and huge like, you know, Jurassic Park is animatronics and stuff. Like you wouldn't have animatronics like that these days, you know? I'm nostalgic mm. for that stuff. Right, so they wouldn't do it in the new... It's all CGI, the new Jurassic Park. Because I thought that was... Wasn't that one of the... People say that's one of the reasons for its huge success. Was they... Even then, they could have gone more CGI. And I think they, they tested CGI for Jurassic Park, um, but went the other way. And that's why yeah, it holds it up work. still. And it, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It holds up way better than it would have if it was CGI. Um, I mean, this was made in '68, and it's quite a big movie still. Yeah. But it's and and it got an Academy Award for its makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And the CGI holds up. Uh, <laughs> but it's still not. I mean, it would be another few years until we got our first big blockbuster with Jaws, which was made in '75. Right. Oh, is that what they say? That's the first big blockbuster. What makes a blockbuster? Mm. Um, I don't. But is it in terms of how what, many people go to watch it? Is that what makes yeah, it a blockbuster? Yeah. Think of how big it. How big it was. Right. Because they did say, I did read that um, when this film came out, there were uh, lines going around the block on opening day at some cinemas. So, I mean, that. Yeah. So, wow. it was, maybe it was starting to happen. Uh, and it was, a, but, it was a big buzz film. Sure. But Jaws is considered the first blockbuster, sort of the, the first of them all, and a watershed moment in yeah. motion picture. History, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah that shark. Um, mm. It really terrorised that seaside town. But we're not talking about no, sharks. No, this no. This isn't shark mates. <laughs> this is prime mates. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f***? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So where do we get so to? So so they they We're we're moving too slow Evan, okay? <laughs> he gets captured. Yeah. He's hurt his throat. He's hurt his throat. Can't he talk, but he's he's trying to get messages talk. out written down. He ends up getting out, right? And his throat is healing what? from being shot. Oh, yes. And as they put a net over him, he goes, Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. It was yeah. so good. Goes, <gasps> the classic was, line from The Simpsons. Honestly, it was so that good. moment uh, last night, I felt pumped up when that happened because I forgot I was starting to think oh does he never get his voice back mm. and of course I knew that line very yeah. well so when it happened I was like hands in the air fist pumping but that's his perf- that's his performance as well like he yeah, gave that everything was so to that good. line <laughs> I love that a lot yeah. more than his other famous line at the end which we'll get to where he's punching the sand <laughs> <laughs> is this a parody of Charlton Heston <laughs> no this is the real thing so the ship it turns out the ship is in a forbidden zone isn't it yes and he wants to go back to the forbidden zone they say no you can't go to the forbidden zone well he they're saying he can't go anywhere he's their prisoner they um dr zayas uh is the an orangutan so I, I was trying to figure it out but it seems like even within the apes there's a ruling class which are the orangutans yeah because they talk about yeah. monkeys do they 
I don't. Oh. Or, orangutans are the chimpanzees. Chimpanzees, that's it. Yeah. So the orangutans are the government. Chimps are the scientists. Yeah. And the gorillas and are the gorillas muscle. are the soldiers. Yeah. yeah. What? A, how? Yeah. Right. It feels pretty arbitrary, but maybe there's a reason for that. Yeah, I wonder. Well, I guess it's. I guess because they're sort of showing that it's maybe that's one of their points. Maybe that it's a caste system. Yeah. Okay? Right. So even though the the monkeys are making the same mistakes as humans did because, hey, maybe we're not so different after all. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a pretty um, thinly veiled shot at uh, religion through the um, the sacred scrolls or whatever they are. Yeah, I mean it's not even what, thinly what is veiled. Like there's a pretty it's the, a big theme of the film is art versus <laughs> sorry science science versus faith, um, and and one of the the big. Uh, <laughs> The conflicts in this is that Dr. Zayas is like chief scientist, but also like head protector of the faith or something like yes. that. And he doesn't see a problem that is like, no, faith is the, that is the truth. That is, you know, and science is, is the truth and, and the scrolls, you know, it's I like it's all one and the same the, for him. What is it about the religion? What's their religion? Uh, well, there's the, there's a, I don't know if it was a Jesus type guy or I don't know who it was based on, but there was one scene where they're, they're praying. Well, there's a church service and there's a big ape oh, that's statue, right, yes. kind of looking a bit Jesus-esque. So wait, there's an ape Jesus? Sort of, yeah. But I don't know. But it wow. wasn't like a direct, it wasn't on a cross or anything, but it was, hmm. It was a you know, like some sort of an idol kind of figure. Yeah, A deified ape. Yeah. Yes, yes. And a, I think an orangutan as well. And so they're, mm. they're the protectors of the scrolls and they um, they all live their lives by these scrolls. Yeah, and the scrolls say, you know, that they specify that this area is forbidden. And man is bad. And man is bad, yeah. They they have all these sort of rules in there about right. why that... Because they know, because deep down they know what humans have done. Yeah, well, it seems to sort of point to that, doesn't it? Towards the end, it, I think it gets pretty explicit that Dr. Zayas has known all along because he says, you're not going to like what you find. What's he going to find out there? Yeah. His destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, and I have to say, for '68, uh, the makeup is actually pretty tremendous. Yeah, it's great. The mouths are like that's the giveaway. They don't work. The, the mouths don't work. And I think it, no. I feel like at one point I could see uh, the actor's teeth as well as the uh, mask right. teeth. Maybe it's also a bit of a mix. Like it seems like the 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 main cast have got pretty decent rubber masks, mm. but then some of the background characters yeah. are like oh they they're uh, just like the yeah. costume on those. <laughs> And I think, yeah, like, Dr. Zayas, I think it's his... He, he's sort of got almost, like, the Trump top part of his face, you know, just the orange makeup um, on on skin. And then it's, like, yeah. the prosthetic on the bottom half yeah, of his face. Yeah, yeah, uh, And I guess that means that he can act a bit more with his eyes and stuff. He's also got mm. more hair and stuff. It kind of hides the, the sort of rubbery mask a bit more, I think. Yeah. But, but a, and a, and a contemporary review um, uh, by old mate who does the four star reviews. What's his Ebert. name? Ebert. Ebert. He said, um, yeah, he said that the because I think all these things are inter- more interesting to see how they were reviewed at the time. Because mm. uh, I read a lot of reviews of modern time that are you know some love and ha- some hate, but they've clearly had a lot of time to figure it out. But Ebert at the time said that the makeup is tremendous and. Doesn't mm. take you long before you're believing these ape characters as yeah, real, right. and it's funny to see that now. You're like, that's clearly yeah. a pretty flimsy mask, but at well, the time, I mean, yeah, the- yeah, I mean, 
I think you you do forget. You just yes. do. You, no, that's your brain true. Just accepts it. I, as yeah, it is. I hundred percent. I did. I did start accepting them for the characters they were. But I was all. Well, I was brought back to the fact they were masks when you see one I flapping in the wind or something like that. Yeah, for sure. The HD I mean, remaster yes. doesn't do it any favors. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something to be said, even that the that our brains uh, sort of are allowed to sus- they allow us to suspend our sort of disbelief. Yeah, that these are monkeys when they're or apes when they are just people in masks, and they clearly are. But when we see a Jar Jar Binks, we're just like, I just can't get over it. <laughs> it's just, I can't get over how Jar Jar Binks, this Jar Jar Binks is. Well, when I was a kid, I think Jar Jar Binks just looked like an alien to me. I think I bought it. but Yeah, but you're, you were famously a stupid, stupid child. <laughs> I was a very stupid child. <laughs> they did tests on me and they could not figure it out. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is he like but this? You, but you bloomed in puberty I to did. become the beautiful, smart yeah. man that you are today. I bloomed into a real average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the movie from here turns into a bit of like a courtroom drama um, because because Charlton Heston's talking, he wants to make his case, but people aren't listening and they have like a hearing. Yeah, which is the wild thing about it because no human's ever spoken before. And, yeah. it, and mm. it's just not enough that he's talking and saying, hey. Clearly understands everything yeah. and is intelligent. And, and there's lawyers, orangutan lawyers who are going, clearly he's just mimicking us. He's a, <laughs> he's but a man. He's making the sounds. He doesn't know what they mean. He can't think. Yeah. And it's weird he proves, because... He proves that he can't think. Is this trying think. to have like a weird uh, sort of civil rights yeah, vibe? I, totally. I maybe, yeah. yeah which I, totally I, doesn't... I so. When you go, what are they trying to say? That humans... Which... Who are the... What? Yeah, it's, it's what are confusing. You, it's getting... It's, yeah. it's a very loose... They've thrown so many different allegories yeah. and different meanings in that it kind of muddies... What it, yeah. what well I guess the main one is that we're all we need to chill out a bit. Isn't the main one is stop but, all this war? Yeah. I think that's yeah. the main or we're gonna blow ourselves up. Yeah. Um Yes, I mean it's 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 hard to imagine the because a lot of it is just like flipped because they'll say stuff like human see, human do and it's just yeah. like oh they've they're just flipping it. But if you flip it and go, well, if if there was an ape, one ape that started talking English intelligently, saying that they came from outer space and that you know they like, you wouldn't be like, ah, they're just yeah, they're just mimicking us, that and and you completely no, dismiss it. Uh, you'd kill it. Yeah, of course. Which is, but, but well, I mean, that's what they want to do. I think that's kind of what we you'd burn all the evidence. <laughs> I think that's kind of what they were moving towards, because uh, yeah. Doctor Zayas seemed to know the truth. Yeah. So, or some yeah. version of it. He, I think he believed that he he didn't believe him that he'd come from another planet, but he believed he was from this planet, and there were more people like him. He wanted to find out where they were. I think to figure out what the threat was because he was nervous mm. about humans. But he was cu- using this court case to cover it. They were never going to let him win. They were mm. going to figure out how to what the best way to bury him was. Yeah. So they mm. want to get the information out about him before they basically slowly kill him by neutering him and then doing the brain operation which they'd already we found out soon after because he said there were other astronauts um though they might have been with us and they go all right well if you can prove you can communicate to one of these other astronauts show us 
and he finds the other astronaut and, he go, and he's pleading with him. He's saying, hey, tell him, you know, we're, we can talk. We're from another planet. And then the guy turns around. He's had his head shaved and there's a big scar. He's clearly had a, some sort of lobotomy. Mm. And he's been castrated. Yeah. He's, he's had the works. He's had the works, as they say. Yeah. yeah. You go into a hairdresser and you go, give me the works. But Z- of course, Dr. Zayas would have known this. And, yeah. And he's just... he's a, So Dr. Zayas is the bad guy. He's he, the villain. Yes. He's... Yeah. All, yeah, pretty much all the way through. Like, and there's the, times the, where you're like, oh, maybe he's coming around, but but he's... No. He, he never the does. heroes really. are his... The apes that help him, which yeah, is... Yeah, the chimps. The chimpanzees. Yeah. Cornelius and... and Zara, I, I think remember the other Zira, I think. Zira, and they ultimately. So the the next part is where where they help him escape from this uh, the uh, lab. Because I guess. this court case also uncovered the fact that the chimps were um, they they believed in a bit more science than the uh, religion mm. allowed them to, yeah. and and then when they said that out loud, they were also in trouble. They were going to be going to jail as well. Mm. So they all Heresy. escaped. Heresy. So they all escape and they... Um... The escape is great, by the way. Because the guy comes in and it's just like a classic escape. He <laughs> yeah. gives the guy... He's got, I've got an order to move this guy over to the to the zoo, Was that, I think is what it was. Yeah, and he explains it and he goes into all these details about why it's important because it's a talking man. He should go be in the zoo. Yeah. And the guy goes, enough talking. Show us the papers. Give us the order. Show me the order. And then he gives in the order. And then the, the guy like walks away facing the other direction. Well, then he he's walks like, up to the camera, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Zayas needs to co-sign this. And then he gets a yeah. club to the back of this his head. This order's no good. Yeah, they got a New York accent, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. There's a few accents going on. Uh, so they, they escape... Oh. Uh, they've got horses. All these things, I reckon if I was Charlton Heston, I'd be thinking, horses, what are the odds of another planet yeah. so far away having horses yeah, and gorillas true. and humans? Yeah. yeah. The horses haven't evolved. The horses don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How come they, where's the horses' rights? Mm, interesting. <laughs> So they actually uh, think <laughs> they get out. What happens then? They get out and they they go to this cave where the two chimp scientists say we've found proof of um, uh, civilizations from that outdate the sacred scrolls twelve hundred year storyline. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. where they head to, and they find they find a bunch of stuff there that kind of proves stuff slightly. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah, proof. yeah, it's not. A There's slam a human dunk. doll. Yes. How come the apes speak English? Why don't they speak a different language? It feels like there would have been um, over the is that the ho- thousands of years. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the other wild thing. That of all of them, that's the wildest one. That he's thinks he's in another planet, talking the same language. Yeah, yeah, I would have been. Maybe and, on Earth that language survives. Probably not. Not only the language, but like the legal system with yeah. hearings yeah, and yeah. like all yeah. this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, this is interesting. That's just like what we do back on Earth. I mean, these are the kind of things where I'd say a bit far-fetched and then someone would remind me that I'm watching a movie about talking apes. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say, yeah, nah, fair enough. Yeah, fair cop. <laughs> yeah, fair cop that. Um, so, they, uh, so they go to the cave, yeah, they, they find the, the stuff, and then the apes attack more, don't yeah, they? Yeah, Zayas <laughs> comes with the uh, an army of gorillas, and, uh, but um, Charlton Heston has a gun, and he sort of... Makes it look like he's got some army training because he he knocks a few gorillas out, 
And then yeah. trains the gun on Zayas and says, make them all fall back, otherwise I'm pulling this trigger, you're gone, Zayas. So Zayas orders the gorillas to fall back, and then they try and prove to Zayas um, of the existence of uh, civilizations before 1,200 years by yeah. taking him into the cave. They show him the doll, they show him the... Um eyeglasses and like a it's like a, a heart valve like a, a, a replacement like a prosthetic um from a, a someone who's died obviously um and charlton heston looks at all this stuff and goes yes the you know the uh, again you know he doesn't realize that it's earth like he's he's mm. he he's just like these people there would have you know it would have been a lot like us because they have the same um same weaknesses like yeah. the weak heart well, eyesight the same elements i guess mm. um and uh but yeah, Zayas doesn't. He's like, oh, there's different. There's other explanations for for all of these things. Which is true. I mean, if if they if you hadn't heard of any of that stuff, and some guy goes, hey, this is a shingy bop, you put it in your heart and it fixes it. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I could make up a story about that little valve as well. Yeah. Um, but then uh, the the clincher is is the doll um, when uh, uh, when the who's playing the woman's playing with it, um, Zira. No, Nova, I think is playing oh, with it, and uh, and it makes and it speaks. It says "Mama" or something like that, and then mm-hmm. uh, and that that's it for Heston. Is like, ah, why would apes make a doll, a human doll that talks? Yeah, it's like, oh, he's got him there because humans are mute. Yeah, and so yeah, because mm. Zayas goes, all right, I, I, that human doll doesn't prove anything. Yeah, um, apes would uh, play with little human dolls. That's nothing, but yeah, it talking seemed to change everything. Uh, but then, not in Zayas's mind, the army comes back. There's more of a fight. Zayas gets... Heston sort of strings up Zayas, basically. Ties mm. him up around the neck. And the chimpanzee scientists say, don't do that, that's humiliating. And he's like, <laughs> you were carrying me around on a leash just before. Yeah. What's the difference? <laughs> and they're like, but you're a man. We, we didn't realise you could talk. <laughs> you didn't realise you were intelligent or whatever. I was like... Yeah, there's some animal rights stuff going on there as well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, and, yeah, and then it all... So basically, Heston's like, all right, I'm 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 going to get out of here. Go get... Uh, he says, Zayas dies unless you go and um, get the gorillas to give me food and supplies. Yeah. He gets that, and then he's about to ride off into the sunset with... Mm-hmm. Uh, Nova. Nova. Mm-hmm. Djokovic. And then what does... Oh, what you you were remembering this this conversation? Yeah, what's he gonna find out there? <laughs> Here's nothing out there, or something like uh, I'm probably saying I'm misquoting, but it's like he's gonna find his destiny. Yeah, it's something his destiny. Cr- I, I'm like pretty that. sure that's yeah, that's what it is. And then he says, and then he sees it, and there it is, that's the, the Statue, Statue of, Liberty. of Liberty. Yeah, and it becomes clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's the line? It was Earth yeah. all along. <laughs> <laughs> no, you blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I. So they realized that the. the what was it called? The, the no go zone. There was yeah. some sort of a nuclear bomb that went off there. Killed all oh, life. Right. Yeah, okay. And so it made I, all that. I thought that that was. I thought they made that up. That it was. Because they talked about the, the um, restricted area, whatever it is, um, as being poisonous or whatever. But I thought that. I thought that was. They were just saying that. So no well, one went there. But yes, it makes sense that that's radiation, right? That, that that there was a nuclear blast. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, boys. Yes. That in the sequel, your questions are answered. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we, yeah. Because in the next one, 
we see why it's forbidden. Oh, we've got to watch that next one. I'm going to say no spoilers because I'm going to watch no it. It's no good. <laughs> it's I, real um, bad. I, yeah, I really wish I didn't know the twist ending to this <laughs> film when I was watching it. I think I would have. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I, I think it would have been a real thrill to yeah. to not know what the yeah. What the end I was. I feel like I wonder if I wouldn't have known. It's hard. It feels I remember like watching it's it as so a kid, clear, but yeah, yeah. I remember watching it as a kid and and, and being like, "What? Yeah. yeah, what? That's crazy." I think because I think I just forgive a lot of that stuff. I'm like, you know, old movies. They just they could only have horses and stuff. They didn't have the time to make. Mm. Mutant horses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, this is just yeah. what, I, you know you forgive it for the movie making, yeah. and you don't um, don't let that distract you from. Can this I is quickly, another planet. Can I quickly read you the plot synopsis of the book? Yes, sure. Okay. Well, can you say the name uh, of the book one more time? Uh, <laughs> La planète de singe, <laughs> uh, otherwise known as Monkey Planet. <laughs> Uh, in a frame story, a rich couple sailing alone in space, Jim, Jin and Phyllis, rescue and translate a manuscript from a floating bottle. The manuscript was written by journalist Ulysses Meru, who in 2500 was invited by wealthy Professor Antel to accompany him and his disciple, physician Arthur Levain, to Beetlejuice. Because they travel close to the speed of light, Time dilation causes centuries to pass on Earth during their two years in transit. They land their shuttle on a temperate, lushly forested planet, which they name Soror, Latin for sister. They can breathe the air, drink the water, and eat the fruit. Attracted by a woman whom they call Nova, they swim below a scenic waterfall. She is frightened by their pet chimpanzee Hector and strangles it. Her tribe who exhibit the behavior of dumb animals, wreck the newcomer's clothing and shuttle. Gorillas, fully dressed as hunters, attack the tribe with firearms. Many are killed, including Arthur. Ulysses is captured with the survivors and brought to a city populated by apes. Ape clothing matches that of the 20th century Earth humans, except that the apes wear gloves instead of shoes. (laughs) (laughs) The apes smoke tobacco, photograph their hunting trophies, drink through straws and oh. appear utterly civilized. There's a there, civilized. there's a little shot where they they pose for a photo with their oh yeah slain humans yeah which I thought I I thought was a bit of fun. Their society is divided into three strata: aggressive guerrilla police and military, conservative orangutan politicians and religious authorities, and liberal chimpanzee scientists. There you go. In an urban biological research facility, Ulysses recognizes conditioning methods being used on captured humans. He is mated with Nova. Curious chimpanzee researcher Zira takes an interest in his geometric drawings and his ability to speak a few simian words. With the help from Zira's fiancé, Cornelius, Ulysses makes a speech in front of several thousand apes. He is granted freedom and is given tailored clothing until... That's where I got the name Taylor for the film. Ah. And Telly diverts his to primitive humanity in the zoo and is moved to the laboratory for safety where he's mated to a young female. Cornelius, an archaeologist, excavates an ancient human city. An unconscious human lab subject recites from racial memory the events that led to the fall of human civilization. Gee, so it's actually quite... Uh, 
quite uh, close to the original text. Yep. Humans tamed apes and eventually used them as servants. As apes learned to talk, a cerebral laziness took a hold of humans. Apes gradually took over human homes, driving the humans into camps outside the cities. In the final memory, apes attacked the last human camp, carrying only whips. So that's how that happened. Right. Did you say that's c- a different c- in the book? Cerebral laziness. Yeah, so because humans were so lazy because monkeys were doing all the work, they just yeah, forgot. Right. Wow. wow. Um, yeah, that's that. So it that's could be cooked. the real. So <laughs> if, if that was brought brought in real life, it could be robots and robots. Computers. Yeah, like Wally. It's Wally. Yeah, this is basically just Wally. Yeah. Nova bears Ulysses' a son, Sirius, who walks and talks at three months, fearing for their lives. They take the place of the human test subjects in a space flight experiment because all humans look alike to apes. They are able to escape without notice, and they rendezvous with the orbiting ship. Ulysses programs the ship back to Earth as they fly over Paris. Orlay Airport and the Eiffel Tower look the same. When they land, however, they are greeted by a field officer in a jeep who is a gorilla. It is subsequently revealed via the frame story that Jin and Phyllis are actually civilized chimpanzees and they discard Ulysses' story as sheer fantasy because they find the idea of intelligent humans unbelievable. So in a way, so hang on, you the Tim Burton version is correct. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Take that. That's... So so they go back to a different. They go back to Earth in in that version. Yeah. Right. So the Planet of the Apes is not uh, the same planet. It's not Earth. It's not the same planet all along. In in um. No, it is the, the same planet. Oh, maybe it isn't. Isn't it? Didn't you say they they went on a spaceship at the end of that, or was I not paying attention? Maybe they I went out so. and back again. Oh, I don't know. Like they did. Maybe they time. did. That's unclear. I mean, that's just a quick. Yeah, plot. that sounds great. Synopsis on Wikipedia. That's, uh, that sounds real. It cool. sounds. It sounds super cooked. So I think that they did a all right job at adapting. Yeah. Adapting it. Yeah. It was uh, written in '63. Right. Uh, so from '63 to '68, they made the movie. I'm gonna I'd love to hear your banana scores. How many bananas do you give Planet of the Apes, Ben? I give this four bananas. It gets it's a classic bit of uh, cinema. It's fun. It is so like in, entrenched in popular culture. Yeah, and used and referenced, four, and made popular by the Simpsons. Is that four out of five <laughs> uh, bananas? Yeah. yeah. How could you not like this film? It's it's slow and boring in places, but otherwise really crazy and it. wild and stupid. Yeah, I'm going. And I might go four and a half bananas. I even though it was slow at the start, I actually really enjoyed the first half hour of the film. I did too because it's it was like a sci-fi mystery, and I I knew what the you know what the mystery was, and knew that they were on planet Earth. But I mean, I, if I didn't know that, that would have been a you know a really thrilling opening. Um, I yeah enjoyed it a lot. I think Heston is such a, a charismatic. Leading man, he's got his cigar at the start. Is you know wandering through, leading ah, them on. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> he's like that he's, laugh he does as well. Yeah, ah, 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 he's great. Did, here's a little bit of trivia for you. Oh yeah. Did you know that this was uh, the screenplay was co-written by a man who would later go on to uh, create the Twilight Zone, Mr. Rod Serling. Oh wow, um, that's a picture. Picture this. Yeah. yeah. A planet deep in the in the universe. Little sci-fi man. 
That sounds, yeah, that sounds... That's where he gets his twist from. I mean, Serling was the master right, of twists. Right, that makes sense. Hey, one bit we didn't mention was uh, just before he sees the Statue of Liberty and mm. punches the sand <laughs> to a comical level, he, uh, he, he says, Zira... I'd like to say goodbye with a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he kisses uh, the... Yeah, he kisses the chimp. She says, all right, but you're so damn ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. That's such yeah. a weird, it's a weird bit. kiss on the mouth. And, and whenever the chimps kiss, they sort of just push their, their mask because they can't really Why kiss. They, they don't have control no. of their lips. Why did they... Make them ki- Why did they make two apes kiss Charlton, in the film? That was in Char- That was in Charlton Heston's contract. <laughs> well, f- fine for Charlton Heston. I'm not to- doing this contract unless <laughs> I get to kiss an ape. He's got to kiss the. He's got to. Yeah. I mean, he makes off with the other lady, but yeah. I don't know why they had two apes kissing each other earlier in the film. It's just it. It just drew attention to, to the the rubber the, masks. Yeah. Like, mm. all right. Yeah, or do it from the, over the shoulder or something. They yeah, did. they could have done that better, but they did like a weird sort of. You know, it wasn't like they were just macking on with masks. They did like a weird, um, I don't know, they're like tapping each other's lips sort of together. I don't know. It's a bit weird. So I found this mm. article weird. on The Guardian. So uh, the, the original film obviously came out just over 50 years ago now. Wow. So this article by Ryan Gilby ranked all the films that had come out so far. Uh, mm-hmm. And he... I like the article because he put it number one, my favourite Planet of the Apes film, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the second from the reboot trilogy. Then he had, this in number two place, the original that we just talked about. We just watched Planet of the Apes. Number three, Ben's your favourite, War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. But then at number four, he's got Conquest for the Planet of the Apes. He reckons that's the best of the weird spin-offs, And he, yeah, he right. also thinks it's better than the uh, first of the rebooted series, which he has at number five, Rise of the Planet I, of the Apes. I couldn't remember the Conquest of the well, Apes he, if I tried. He gives a little paragraph for each of them. Do you want me to tell you what Conquest for the Planet of the Apes, or of the Planet of the Apes, he said? Absolutely not. <laughs> Evan, do you want to hear this? Uh, sure. All of the Apes films are dark, but this has the edge of the 1970s cycle. Enslaved apes led by Caesar, played by Roddy McDowell, overthrow the lousy human bastards. Dodgy makeup and tacked-on hopeful ending can't detract from the film's allusions to real-world racial tensions. Huh. Okay. That's funny how, like, so, he really slags it off. Yeah. It says, well, and even that it's bad doesn't make it bad. Is, the, I mean, that kind of... It's interesting because Conquest and Battle, I think, are very similar to the reboots, more so. Right. Because they're prequels to... Uh, yeah, beneath sure. and there prequels to the first one, and then beneath, beneath basically spoiler alert, they blow up the earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not his least favorite one. That's he's got that at eight. Yeah, it's he's got at, it's at, dark, at number sure. five. He's got Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the re- first in the reboot. Six, he's got Stop the Planet of the Apes. I want to get off, which is the musical from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh yeah great and then at 7 he's got Escape from the Planet of the Apes 1971 8 is Beneath the Planet of the Apes and apparently that the budget of the first film was half so this is the follow up the spectacle massively reduced the only yeah. one of the original series not to feature McDowell this also con- uh, consigns Heston to a supporting role throws in some bomb worshipping mutants and ends with the planet being destroyed 
then at number nine, Planet of the Apes, the Tim Burton one, but not the worst one. So worse than blowing up the Earth and Tim <laughs> Burton and Abraham Lincoln, he's got Battle for the Planet of the Apes from 1973. Yeah, I seem to think that that one might be the one where the baby ape was sent into the past and ends up living with humans and then gets taken by a cult or the military and it gets it gets yeah it sounds uh, wild it's nonsensical right it's just absolutely crazy they're just throwing shit against the wall sort of thing uh, yeah um well so I, I, I don't think i gave it a score i i really liked this a lot i'd have this right up with the rebooted series obviously yeah. i'm forgiving it a lot for the time it was made you know i can't compete with yeah but how it's all brilliant charm. the new ones I, I find it all very charming yeah i really enjoyed it a heap and i'm gonna uh give it five out of seven bananas uh beautifully ripened hmm. beautiful uh do, well, do you want to do you want to tap out now ben i'm going to do the patreon read i know you've had a big old day I do. I simply must go. It's late and I, I, I've got to get some to yeah, eat. Before, but thank you yes. so much. Before you do go, um, people can hear you on the grub. That's right. They can hear me on the grub. Grub it up. Um, we'll be starting our free episodes again very soon because previously we were just on Patreon. But we're starting that up. So get online. Get um, get amongst it. Get in there. Get it inside you. And and you're also on Evan's show, Jimmy James, The Gaming Show. Or... Jimmy James, Jam Jam. Yep. And uh, the other thing you do, of course, is the uh, little scamps. You still yeah, doing another that? animal-based show <laughs> where we um, we look at different animals. And yeah, it's on YouTube. Not just primates. Thanks so much Not for joining primates. us, Ben. It's been real fun. Hope the end of your April is uh, just as good as the start. Which Thank I think you. you said was and good. Likewise. <laughs> See you, buddy. Bye, Ben. Bye, Evan. Do you want to hang around and uh, do some Patreon reading? Sure. That's so good. So people can support us at patreon.com slash do go on pod. And there you support this show on do go on and book cheat. And listen now, uh, this week's episode of do go on was about this wild millionaire who set up a, he, he wanted to leave a legacy. So he put together this chest of treasure, rare treasure, gold and rubies and all this sort of stuff. Pretty amazing story. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. But no, then, I can't either. But then he, um, yeah, and then he buried it somewhere, and he made a poem with clues to it, and not people, yeah, had to go out and find it. And Jess tells that story. It's pretty fascinating. And it's, it's still a mystery. I feel like so many of these stories that come up, it's like, oh, it happened, you know, in yeah. the twenties or something. It's like, no, this is a this it's is still an actual, ready to go. You yeah, can go get it right you now. You can go find it. It's a it's somewhere yeah. in America. If you're in America, go out and get it. <laughs> It's worth a couple what are you of million. For? Yeah. So you can uh, support all those shows. Uh, we've just started doing a new bonus episode, uh, which is a new show called Phrasing the Bar. And uh, that's all about the films of Brendan Fraser. Is that only for patrons? It's only for patrons. And is that Jess, Dave and yourself? Yes. And it's it's uh, had its origin on this show, on maybe episode four. All oh, right. Primates. Just Before my came time. Up with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're you're going through his films chronologically. Yes. From the very start. So is the first one he's called something like Soldier Two. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the second one he's the title character. Okay. I think Encino Man maybe is his second film. Okay. Which is pretty wild. So you've done a couple. We we're about to start in May. Oh right. Okay. Um, we did a little precursor to it in April, and then, yeah. Uh, so 
I forget. This, I'm going to upload this. This episode was due to go out earlier today, so ah. it'll it'll be up like as soon as I. This will not be edited. <laughs> this will go straight up. Um, so one of the rewards is uh, we thank a few Patreon supporters, and um, yeah, there's a bunch more to get through. I think one of these last episodes, Ev, we're just going to have to the whole episode will be. You might maybe up. we'll do one last episode that's just um, reading out Patreon shout outs. <laughs> Uh, but um, one of the rewards at Patreon is you get to get shouted out. So any new people coming on, we will get to you uh, if you do it in the next few weeks. Um, so firstly, Noel Walker writes, my favorite primate is Curious George. Listeners, if you haven't heard before, they can uh, tell me anything, basically. Normally they tell me who their favorite primate is. <laughs> and that's what Noel's done here. My favorite primate is Curious George. Why? Because he's just so damn curious. Plus, he's cute as hell. He's he's cute. Maybe in the second installment when we reboot this someday, we'll have to do a Curious George episode. I'm surprised it hasn't come up. People have asked for it, but I just just haven't gotten around to it for some reason. There's a bunch of um, things that I should have done. I should have done Wizard of Oz, The Flying Monkeys. Yeah. Should have done all these other uh, Planet of the Apes films. There's a bunch of stuff that we've still got to get to. Unfinished business. (laughs) So maybe we'll uh, still come back around and get there. Thomas Ambrose writes, I was never an ape fanatic, but after your episode with Tony Martin, I went back and watched some old Lancelot Link as well as some of old uh, Martin's old comedy. That episode is probably still my favourite, tied with the titular Harry and the Hendersons, as well as being the first time I'd heard of Tony Martin. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Imagine my fucking stupid show <laughs> introducing the, uh, some people to uh, legendary comedian Tony Martin. That's pretty rad. Uh, Thomas uh, says, finally, been enjoying all three podcasts and hope your US tour booking gets sorted someday. Yes, this pandemic has really <laughs> put a damper on that, but we yeah. I was talking to one of the guys who's helping us put it together in America, and he, he said he's still hopeful of 2021. So uh, who knows what the future holds, yeah. but I would love to get over there as soon as we can. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas. Uh and yeah, I was also never an ape fanatic, so I can um, <laughs> I can relate to you on that. But now I am. Yeah, I've gone ape mad. Yes. Uh, and Sheikha writes. And Sheikha. My favorite primate is a monkey. Oh, she's gone with the broad. Oh. Monkey, which is good. That takes a lot in. Yeah. Uh, because of the amazing. Not as broad as human. I'll I'll grant. I reckon it. Is, I think it's broader than human. Really. Humans just one species, so right? Many, monkeys, I suppose. Yes. So many different species of monkey, one species of human. Yeah. Okay. Wow, because there used to be more human species, or were they not really human? More, uh, more, a Homo species. Yeah. I think there was. I think there's some proof that there was some crossover with some different Homos. Yeah. Right. Uh, and <laughs> Shika, no, that's genuine. I think that's. I think that's. I think that we were around and even um, I think most of us maybe even have some I'm I'm talking I dropped out of science in year 10 (laughs) I I don't know what I'm talking about at all all, but I've read a few times that that is true and maybe that a lot of us have some sort of like Neanderthal blood I'm pretty sure Ozzy Osbourne does uh, anyway, okay. and Sheikha writes, my favorite mo- uh, primate is a monkey because of the amazing Indian mythological stories associated to monkeys I grew up listening to uh, monkey armies fighting evil and having amazing supernatural powers. Oh, that's huh. cool. Yeah. The monkeys in myth, like, 
yeah. some of Monkey Kings and stuff. Pretty rad. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anshika. That's awesome. And finally, Austin Horst says, Hi, Matt and Evan. Hi. My favorite primate is the ring-tailed lemur. Beautiful monkey. <laughs> oh, it's not a monkey, damn it. A beautiful primate. They're in the cutie pie category. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty cool looking, plus King Julian from Madagascar. Makes me laugh. <laughs> That's uh, Borat, isn't it? Or I don't know. I don't think I've Ali seen G. Madagascar. I think it's Ali, the Ali G Borat guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, oh. oh, man. Uh, Something. Married to... An Australian Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> married Got to. Who's he married to? Australian actress. Nicole Kidman. Oh, Red is an Australian yeah, Reddit actor. Oh. Actress. Actor. Um, uh, In comedy films. Was on Home and Away. Oh. oh. It does not matter. Maybe I do know what you who you mean. Um, Isla Fisher. Oh, I was going to say that, yeah. Um, yep. Well, you would have been right. Yeah, great. Uh, people can find us thank you so much Austin <laughs> Thanks, thank Austin. you so much Evan you're still sticking with human yes what episode is this I think it's only two or three episodes left until we t- take a break we get to the magic hundred is that what we're yeah. rocketing towards yeah yeah and maybe I'll squeeze in uh, getting fruity after that <laughs> maybe just to cap it off I'll see if the boys are available <laughs> um, so uh, yeah you're sticking with human I love that I uh, love that tenacity. We need to get Adam on. He's Adam Carnavale. He's the guy who can crack your nut, I reckon. <laughs> he can indeed. So where can people find you? Game of Games is on break, but you're putting stuff out. It is on break. Yeah, we're doing uh, we're doing weekly live streams while we're on break, but uh, they're just for the Patreons. Uh, you can sign up at gamergame.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash gamergame if you want to come see a bit of that. Bit of, bit of Ben Russell in the latest one, playing Overcooked 2 with Naomi and myself. That suits. Um, ben Russell is overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I feel like Naomi and Ben get genuinely angry at me at one point during that because I'm so bad at the game uh, oh. and being genuine. It's a co-op game and I'm being so unhelpful. What a funny thing uh, to be angry at someone about. <laughs> You're not playing this game right. I People get very angry about uh, playing video games. Yeah, I don't right. know if you know that. I did uh, not know that. People take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah you can check that out if you sign up to the Game Again Patreon uh, but the, the show will be back on in fact there's so much of the show on YouTube 91 episodes or something so if you want to go yeah. check that out if you haven't watched it and it, like for fun. the most part it's it's topical enough about new releases but it doesn't really matter it doesn't yeah it doesn't really matter it's more um, of a comedy show than a gaming news show yeah totally um, yeah Ben Russell Zervi Michaelides Naomi Higgins so many uh, great people that are also uh, on this show Matt Stewart Jess Perkins filmed here at the Stupid Oz Studios in yeah. the same place that Evan's been shooting our Do Go On live streams. And yeah. the last one of those is on this Saturday, Australian time. Yeah, very excited for, for that. Um, um, I've been reading a book about the topic. I'm doing the report. Oh, yeah. And I'm, um, yeah, I want to spend the next few days writing it. And it's, yeah, I'm wondering how to tackle it, but it's fun. It's a, it's gonna, well, it's, it's a pretty cool story. So I think it's going to be a real good episode. Yeah, great. We can get tickets to that at sospresents.com. That's right. Uh, yeah. And um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode, though, I think, Evan. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. As no always, it's always a pleasure to have you in when you can make it. Yeah. Uh, but as we always say here at Primates Podcast... Uh, human see, human do. <laughs> Thank you.
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.